Welcome to the PSI Monthly Podcast. My name is Kat and I will be your host. And on behalf of PSI Seminars, welcome to the podcast. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for over 48 years. And each month on these trainings, we explore tools and techniques from the PSI Basic Course as a free resource for you in your ongoing personal growth and self-improvement. For those of you who are new to PSI Seminars and would like to find out more about the basic course, you can go to psibasicseminar.com. Tonight, we are talking about the ripple effect with PSI Area Director, Joelle Croteau-Willard. Joelle attended the PSI courses in 2012 and then dedicated herself to personal growth and being the PSI Area Director in Alberta, Canada. This amazing woman speaks four languages and her passions are surfing and traveling the world. Though she hasn't been traveling as much lately, not just because of COVID, because she's also a new mom to a beautiful baby boy. So Joelle, we are so excited to have you with us tonight. You've done some great podcast episodes for us in the past, and I personally am very excited about your topic this evening. Thank you, Kat. Thank you so much for that lovely introduction. I could not be more excited for this topic, and um, I believe that this topic is the key to life, life to wealth, to health to everything. It is such an important topic. So uh, thank you. I'll, I'll kick it off here. And um, when, I, when I first committed to speaking on this topic, so the ripple effect and um, the power of living a service-driven life, the, the quote that came to me that has just, it, it just keeps coming back to me. And it's, to me, it's one of the most powerful on this topic is ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. And that's by JFK from January, 1961. And so, you know, I'm, I'm gonna touch back into that and unpack that as a concept uh, um, in, in, in a bit, okay? So we'll touch back on that. So as you're listening tonight, uh, ask yourself and play with, what is your ripple effect? Is it, as an, is it an intentional one? What ripple effect are you leaving behind? And are you leaving people, places, and things better than you found them? And so just something to kind of ponder as, as I go through uh, the content here. So the definition of service is literally the action of helping or doing work for someone. Okay, so the key word is a thousand percent action. <laughs> it is an action. And uh, uh, what one thing that I love about service is that as a, a, an outcome of what you get when you're in service is that most of the time it inspires more action and more service just organically. And so, you know, it helps being in service actually helps create a chain reaction of other people wanting to serve also, or to join in your cause or to take up their own. And so inherently service then creates a ripple effect within itself. So, and, and a visual, the best visual I can think to give you on that is actually one of the most easiest random acts of kindness to slip into your lifestyle that, that I'm aware of. And that is buying the person coffee behind you in a drive-thru, okay? So we have the United States tuning in tonight. I am tuning in from minus, I think it was minus, almost minus 30 today here in Calgary, Alberta. Um, and we have, you know, Starbucks, of course, and we have Tim Hortons here in Canada, okay? So we don't have Dunkin' Donuts. So, you know, pick your coffee of choice. Uh, however, so, you know, you're, you're going through the drive-thru and you get to, to the till, you know, to pay for your coffee. And the, the cashier already knows what the person's ordered behind you and what their total is. And so by asking them, you know, hey, I'd like to cover my coffee. I'd like to cover whatever the person behind me ordered, get that handled. 
and you're driving off and, 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 you know, all of a sudden that person gets to pay for their coffee and they have their money in hand and they're at the till and my goodness, why did they pay for me? I mean, it's a small thing. And yet they're going to still go through a process of, wow, you know, amazement. Oh, gee, that's just caught me off guard. And what usually happens is then that person has money in hand and says, you know what? That's so sweet. I'm, I'm going to pay for the person behind me. And, 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 and so we have graduates who have actually, you know, higher level management positions in Starbucks. And um, I've heard stories of how that chain reaction within itself lasts for hours. And wow, you know, what a, what a small thing, but a great visual of what's possible when we get into service, okay? So another thing that I love about the realm of service is that there are infinite levels to play in and different levels to, you know, different ways to think about service. And we can go as deep as looking at spiritual, looking at very deep, uh, what we say is super conscious connection to spirit, to, to um, service. However, we're not going to go there today. Okay. So there's so many depths to it. And today is all about what are some tangible ways that you can get into service from a micro level to a macro level? And how can we approach service as a practice? That is 100% my intention to share with you. Okay. And so what I mean by the different levels to practice in um, is best shown by unpacking and looking at this quote, which is a quote by Thomas Wilhite, our founder. Okay, so uh, um, givers gain unless they want to. Now, givers gain is a very commonly known and accepted motto, okay? Many organizations take it on as a part of their mission, vision, and so on and so forth. In the basic seminar, it's one of our main um, a, a concept that we play with is giver's gain. Now, the piece that, that is absolutely key to truly understanding giver's gain is the unless they want to part. And, and that part is a little bit tricky. And so I want to unpack that by categorizing giving into two, looking at two different aspects of giving. So under the umbrella term of giving, there are, okay, we can look at conditional giving versus unconditional giving. And, and, and one step underneath that, we can look at being inward focused and outward focused, okay? And so if we move back to comparing conditional versus unconditional, when I think of, when I think of a condition, someone giving conditionally, it's with strings attached. And really, it's, a transaction more than a gift. There's an expectation attached to it, right? And, and whereas unconditional is literally just that, is giving. And, you know, if you think of some of the most impactful people in your life, it's very probable that they are someone that you would say they either loved you unconditionally or they gave to you unconditionally. And those are some of the most memorable people we experience in our lives. Okay, so going back down to um, kind of unpacking a little bit inward focus versus outward focus. Inward focused is really any time we're thinking about me. Me, me, me. How does this affect me? Versus outward focus is looking at how does it affect this person? How is this person impacted by this? What kind of day is this person having? Or it's asking what can I do for other people? And then another uh, way to, to look at it is egoism versus altruism. And so I, I, uh, looking at egoism, egoism is giving to get. Egoism is all about giving to gain. And so it's sometimes we come across giver's gain as a concept and a reaction to it can be, Oh, givers gain, givers gain. Okay, I want to gain. I'm going to give. It's very natural to say, okay, okay, that makes sense. Okay, I got to gain. I got to. I'm going to give to gain, though. I'm going to give, and okay, how am I going to gain? So I'm going to give, and, and that becomes the why behind it. Some people give. 
because they just want good karma. No, not everybody subscribes to the concept of karma. Okay. So if it doesn't fit, don't, you know, uh, uh, don't wear it. Right. However, um, you know, and that in itself is, is ironically still egoism. Okay. It's going to come back to me eventually. So, you know, I'm going to do this. Right. And so it's being attached to what you get back in return from what you give. Uh, for example, buying lunch for someone. Oh, thank you. Oh, you don't have to do that. Oh, just get me back next time. And my intention in bringing these examples up is not to make it wrong. It's just to share. This is an example of sometimes what that can feel like. And so um, altruism to contrast it to is, is the practice of giving to give. Unconditional giving, being completely detached from what I get back and, and basically not wanting anything back and, and being clear that you don't want anything back. And so it's a totally different intention behind the action. Okay. Altruism is about detaching from personal gain, detaching any strengths that later you're going to remind somebody about, (laughs) right? Which can sometimes happen. It's taking on giving as a practice, more so sounding like I want to give because I believe that's a part of why I was put here on this planet. I'm here to serve. I'm here to give. And so going deeper into, you know, maybe purpose, maybe spiritual uh, connection to it. However, it's literally the practice of giving um, to give. Okay. So, and, and with what I've encountered people who literally do not believe that altruism is possible. They don't believe that altruism is a thing because we're so conditioned at times to, hmm, what does this person want for me? <laughs> or, you know, uh, hmm, what's in it for them? Right, we're looking for that. And yet altruism is about, there, there really isn't one. And so our, here, you know, in say seminars, our community is based around altruism. It's based around altruism, giving to give, to be of service. And so um, bringing it back to what I said about inward versus outward focus, okay? So you know that you're inward focused because most of the time we're in our emotions and we're maybe a little riled up or thinking thoughts like, well, what's in it for me? And what am I going to get paid? And you know, why would I spend my time like that? Or, oh, you know, how does that affect me? Or what does somebody think about me? Or, you know, we're in our fears, we're in our insecurities, we're, you know, and and a lot of the questions start with me, or they end with the word me. (laughs) Okay, so that's a really easy way to just look at, okay, am I being inward focused? Am I being all about me? And it's not a judgment, it's neutral. However, it's a very important question to ask. And then outward focused is, I, I pretty much summed it up, you know, before there's not much to add on it. It's just how can I serve other people, lift people up. And so going back to the JFK quote, I want to take it out of the political context because this is not a political conversation. However, that quote to me is the perfect embodiment of a shift from inward to outward focused. So Let's think of it this way. Ask not what your family can do for you. Ask what you can do for your family. Ask not what your company can do for you. Ask what you can do for your company. Ask not what your community is doing for you. Ask what you can do for your community. And so um, I just like to reframe that, you know, and bring, bring that part home, you know, with that quote. So um, my personal experiences with service and the culture that I was raised in, in my family and and the beliefs around service have definitely founded my experience and my, uh, 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 you know, uh, knowledge with it. Okay. And, And so I was raised with my grandfather, who is one of the most influential people in my life. And his name was Lou Crotto, Lucien Crotto, and um, we're, we're a French family. And a great job on pronouncing my name, by the way, Kat. 
And uh, no, seriously, great job. And um, he he was a founder of the historical society of his town. He founded a museum, and there aren't that many museums in Alberta. And he founded one of them, one of them in his town. And um, he literally was the guy who you called when you needed help with something around something you know with your farm equipment, something on with your home, something. I mean, he was just. He was, he was a helper. He was a helper. And he was the most humble person I've ever seen in my life because he never talked about it. He never shared. He never came home and, oh, I did this and I did it. And I helped them fix this. Or I, there was never any talk about it. And I didn't learn about outward focus and service from my grandfather because he talked about it. I learned it from him because he was about it. And so I took his life as an inspiration. He later on in his life ended up um, being just like almost every day going to visit a different friend or a different um, old colleague or somebody, you know, around town in a hospital or in the um, seniors manor manor, uh, uh, or, you know, on, on the palliative care unit. Like he was always just, who can I connect with and, and be with? And, and, how often it was near the end of his life um, that he would say, oh, Matt, you know, goodness, like, you know, John so-and-so passed away. Oh, I happened to see them the night before they passed. Oh, I'm so glad I went. And it was like, it was to the point where it was unbelievable. Uh, it was like, wow, grandpa, like, you know, you, you saw this person before they passed, you saw this. And he was, because he was just seeing and being there and showing up for so many people, okay? So that was huge. And I will never forget the moment where I felt the impact of his life and his, the way that he helped and served other people was when we were walking into a grocery store in his hometown, I was helping him get groceries. And a woman, he was about 90 at this time. And a woman literally ran up to him in the parking lot, ran up to us. And she had to be in her late seventies and she was coming at us with her arms open and oh, goodness, thank you. I didn't know if I would see you again. You helped my family just going on. And I was like, you know, caught off guard. My grandpa was caught off guard. And, and this woman was in tears of gratitude. And, and, and she left and, you know, he chatted with her and she left and, I said, Grandpa, what was that about? He said, you know, I helped her out a while back. I was able to help her family out. And, and that was it. And he didn't talk about it. And there's nothing more to share on it. I just knew that he wouldn't be sharing on it. Because <laughs> that wasn't the way he, he operated, you know. And so that was my grandfather. You know, he was doing random acts of kindness before they were a thing. He, he died at 93, age of 93 in 2013. You know, he was born in 1920. So that was something huge that allowed me seeing him be of service, taught me to connect with my purpose. And I got clear that I was put here on this planet to positively affect the lives of over 100,000 people. And when I first got clear on that, I had no idea and felt even, wow, I felt awkward telling people that. And now I'm certain that I'm close to that and I'm going to have to. I'm going to get to up my, my, my number, you know, and, and it's just, it's a practice. So another thing, you know, my mother, she was working on um, reserves in Northern Alberta with first nations and indigenous people as a teenager, despite her parents wanting her to, her parents, you know, did not want her to due to reasons of racism and prejudice at the time in the early seventies. And um, she went out and helped build a daycare for indigenous women who were dropping out of high school and because they were getting pregnant and they were not able to finish. So that was a legacy she started in her late teens. You know, her whole life she did community service projects and, and started a charity in Indonesia and which I did a big charity campaign for myself with her. You know, so that's, those are a couple examples of service driven, driven life, lives that I had. And that, you know, that were huge for me. 
And, and, and the last thing I want to say of a personal experience is that being outward focused, it is a way of being. It is a way of showing up in the world and being present and connecting with other people. And, and where, I, where, where I get that from or what I mean by that is something that my father taught me. And my father was a high school counselor and he taught me the power of using someone's name when you can't, when they're wearing a name tag. And he taught me it and yet he also lived it. And then I started applying this technique and I just had the practice because I saw the impact he had on people. And so, you know, it's, it's something to even ask yourself, right? When's the last time that I connected with somebody, just a, maybe somebody in the grocery store, restaurant, bank, coffee shop, gas station, you know, and, and, and used, looked down and saw their name and then thank you, Sarah, right? Or whatever that is, because in my practice, I mean, at one point my, in my practice of this, of this one thing, I've had, I've had a server get thrown off and say, I literally, you know, think that I, we knew each other from somewhere. <laughs> he said to me, how did you know my name? <laughs> it's on your name tag. <laughs> you know, however, when you're wearing one, it just becomes an accessory almost in your uniform or whatever you need to wear to your work clothes, right? Is how many people use it as a piece of, of a connecting piece, okay? And, and if that is, that's just one thing that you take from this podcast and play with, your ripple effect, I mean, it will get, it's just a whole other level of, of intention and connection that you can bring out because you're looking at how can I lift up people, lift people up and be an energy, positive energy in someone's day. That in itself is a huge ripple effect. And so, you know, in the last couple of months, I was looking for a new venue for the basic seminar here in Calgary. And I was at a hotel and I thanked the uh, receptionist, um, the, the front desk uh, woman um, by name. And I, you know, okay, okay, I'm off, you know, have a nice day. And she, she stopped me and, and literally, you know, I was walking, I was walking around. She said, no, wait, wait, excuse me. I really want to say thank you. I really need to say thank you for using my name. I do not remember the last time somebody actually used my name tag. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, and, and there, was, there was a moment of connection between us that was, whoa, it was, it was beautiful for me especially now more than ever during COVID and this pandemic. How disconnected are we, right? I find when I'm doing exercise, when I'm walking outside or doing my errands, you know, I find that people are actually less inclined to even just make eye contact nowadays or, or, or say hello. It's like, oh, cross the street, right? We don't want to be on the same street. And I understand that from a safety perspective. I just mean, you know, we can still say hello to each other and make eye contact and, you know, and how are we being when we're out there in the world now more than ever, right? So uh, a couple examples to look at from a micro perspective and just really tangible things that you could practice or play with. Um, some of you are doing a lot of this already, right? And that's why you're on here because you're just aligned with the topic. And some of you are on here going, I want to really start being service oriented, more, more service oriented, right? And so um, addressing someone by name, making eye contact, being intentional and present while running errands. All right. So kind of already mentioned that um, random act of kindness. There are so, like, my goodness, there's so many ways to do random acts of kindness and right. Even better if they're anonymous and you don't come home and tell your hubby about them or your roommate. You might want to, because it just is such a great feeling, you know? Um, giving a small token of appreciation to your neighbors with maybe a little card, right? Saying some nice words about them. About them. It, it's the idea, it's the, it's, it's the energy behind it. My brother-in-law and sister-in-law, they give chocolates uh, to their neighbors every Christmas. And we thought, gee, that's a little tiny thing that we could do too. What a great idea. 
And so we did that this past Christmas and it completely opened up. Uh, 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 I think, no, at this point now we've connected with every one of our neighbors. We're new to the block. Okay. Um, and we had people saying, oh, you know, I've wanted to meet you. Oh, I felt bad. I didn't, you know, get to know you earlier. And it just really opened up the floodgates of these amazing people next to us. And it was just like a chocolate and a card, you know? And so that's another example also of the chain reaction, right? As I heard somebody else doing that, what a nice, and then now the chain reaction that this one neighborhood, what they were doing now inspired in our neighborhood, right? And it's such a tiny thing, but makes a difference. You can leave love notes around your house, notes of appreciation to your roommates or a love note or, you know, what's great about you notes to your children. So simple, so small, right? Um, practicing complimenting other people. When you think a nice thought, that's true. It's got to be true. <laughs> right? Authenticity is extremely important on this one. Okay. Because we're not, you know, there's, we, we don't need, you know, to practice the fake and phony. Yeah. No. Right? <laughs> Nobody needs that. Um, and so why I bring up complimenting people as a practice is because a lot of people, you would be surprised at how many households and how many people grow up in homes where there are no compliments whatsoever. And it's not a natural part of conversation. And so if it doesn't come natural to you, you know, that is something that you can maybe play with is every time you have a thought about somebody that you're in front of, somebody um, you know, just something nice they said on the phone or you know, maybe like your hair. It's how can you practice just verbalizing it when it comes to your head? Because for some people, that's a, that's, a, that's a skill and a practice that they're not familiar with. They think a lot of nice thoughts about people, but they don't share them. And, um, but, you know, another, another way also is saying, I appreciate you instead of thank you. And that also, like, how many times do you think the average person hears the words, I appreciate you in a day. Not, 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 not too many, right? And um, another one that I love is called this. It's called my friends have called it this COVID love bombing, and it's a love, you know, a love bomb that you drop off. Maybe it's goodies, maybe it's baked cookies, maybe it's a handmade card, maybe it's a gift, you know, gift card to a coffee, whatever it is, homemade doesn't matter. Right. Or maybe you send somebody a, you know, a coffee, you know, a delivery meal to their house or something. There's many ways to do contactless service. <laughs> Even in COVID-19, right? And, and that's something I love. And, and also it's safe, right? So on a bigger scale, you can, you know, we know about the bigger scale stuff, right? We're more familiar with volunteering for a not-for-profit, donating to a cause, starting to tithe. Ooh. That's a big one for a lot of people, right? Or a scary one too. <laughs> um, volunteering to do something at work that like, for whatever reason, the boss is waiting and nobody's volunteering to do it. <laughs> you can step up and say, oh, I'll do it, you know, with, with a smile. Um, helping out a new mom as someone who has a, a 10 month old, this is a big one, you know? Uh, uh, going out of your way for someone who's experiencing a loss and just showing up and, and dropping food off or, you know, taking action and being there for them. Um, cooking for other people. My husband brought this into our marriage. He does uh, cooking. He cooks meals for kids' cancer care. And that's a family who has a baby or a, a child who has cancer. And they'll send an email out and say, we got a new family and we're doing groceries anyways for ourselves. So we just add a, a little bit more on and then, you know, cook together as a family now. And so many different ways to do it. Um, some, you know, if you're in a 12-step recovery group, you can take a step up and take a leadership or service position. Um, or if you're a business owner and a decision maker on the business model of your company, maybe even incorporating a service component into your profit where you donate a, a portion of your, your goods uh, and uh, your profits you know, or incorporating it in, in a powerful way that way. So it's in, there are infinite ways. And our founder talks about finding a need 
and then fill it. Find a need, fill it. And so service is service work is the same. It there's infinite ways to do it and you know, infinite ways to get creative to be of service. And and the, so the finding a need and fill it applies to business creation and it also applies to service work. And he also is quoted to talk about people are paid in direct proportion for the service they render mankind, which is a podcast all in itself. <laughs> so I'll park that one there, okay? However, you know, something deeper to ponder on that one as well. So my two favorite sayings are, when in doubt, reach out. And when in doubt, serve, okay? And so when in doubt, reach out. When in doubt, kind of an inward focus energy. When in doubt, right, in turmoil, frustrated, upset, stumped, feeling lost, bored, at a crossroads, okay? Anything along the inward focus, it's reach out. Now, this is, this is, a, this is an important distinction. You got to ask yourself first, where am I at? Okay, am I giving from a, from full, my cup overfloweth, or am I giving from empty? Because if I'm empty, then and I start giving, I get burnt out, I get depleted, I get drained, I get it's not gonna it's not gonna support anybody. And maybe you know no. And sometimes the what you got to ask yourself is, what do I need? Do I need anything? Maybe I need to ask for support, or maybe I need to reach out and have people allow people to give to me, or I need to give to myself, self-care, nourishing myself first, right? So you kind of have got to have a filter in there first of going, where am I at? And if you're clear, no, I'm actually good. I really want to serve. Um, and I'm, you know, wanting to do something different, then diving into how can I lift somebody else up? Okay. And when in doubt, serve, you know, when you don't know what to do next, when you feel like sometimes we can get into a victim space of anytime you feel like something has been done to you, right? You're in a victim space. Uh, and uh, when you feel like, you know, COVID, man, COVID, if COVID's getting you down, right? There's a lot of obstacles out there in the world right now, a lot of things to get down about. If, you know, sometimes we get in a pity party mode. And it's okay. It happens to the best of us, right? It's just looking at if you're there, then how can you shift it out to get out of the me, me, me and come from a place of serving? Because I believe that service can help you align and realign with your purpose at a deeper and deeper level. Okay. And so it's a beautiful way to take action that can lead you to finding your purpose if you if you maybe don't feel like you you found it already okay is is practicing dedicating yourself to causes that are bigger than yourself and then seeing what fits and what feels right or what you're if you think of it this way is what would I do if I had all the money in the world and all the time in the world you know time and money were of no object what kind of work would I want to do because I believe your purpose is going to be somewhere in there and you can discover it through, through service. So um, the, the, the most exciting part to end this off is that it begins and ends with you. And what I mean by that is you get to decide how to intentionally give to other people. You get to decide okay, is my ripple effect one that I want to create and keep creating? Is my ripple effect one that, that I am proud of and I'm intentionally working on? Because what you got to know is that you always have a ripple effect and you're always creating a ripple effect. It's just, are you intentionally creating the ripple effect that you desire, right? And you can also think of it of how would you want someone to speak about you when it, your time is up, right? How, how, what do you want to have stood for in this life? And that's all through service, I believe. So that is the, that is the main, you know, main pieces that I have, Kat. 
Wonderful. Thank you, Joelle. That was great. It really made me think about some of those times when I've been out and about with people and there's been somebody walking by who like it just has this great outfit or this great haircut or something going on about them that's awesome and I've complimented them and you can tell like you can tell it's just made their day right because we walk around and they're in our heads with other stuff going on and Sometimes we forget how awesome we are in other people's eyes and we're just focusing in on all the things that, that we don't like about ourselves. And just a simple compliment can make such a huge difference with somebody. So. It really can. And it catches people off guard too sometimes, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely, Kat. But I, I love this whole concept of being in a uh, service-oriented mindset. Right, and we do have a number of questions, but before we go into questions, I do wanna take a moment for all the people listening in who've not yet done our classes. If you want more tools to support you in your personal growth and living your best life, uh, the basic course has extremely effective techniques that you can put into practice right away to achieve goals beyond what you previously thought possible. And for the results that you really wanna create in your life, at the PSI Basic Seminar, you get to uncover your limiting beliefs and discover what has been holding you back from living the life of your dreams, whatever that is for you. And then the basic is an experiential course, and you will be immersed in powerful exercises and get to explore who you are, what you really want, and how to get where you want to go. So if there's anything you want more, better, or different for yourself and your life, then go to psibasicseminar.com, get registered for the next PSI Basic. We hold classes in cities around the world, mainly the US and Canada. We have classes coming up in Europe at some point here. And uh, we also have a class coming up on online in March. So find a location and date that works for you. And again, that's psibasicseminar.com. And just know that the places where we are holding classes in person, everything, all the safety precautions are followed, uh, masks, et cetera, everything. Uh, we, we only do it where we can hold the classes in a, in a safe way. So next up for some questions, Joelle. Yeah. First off, from TM, I donate as much money as I can and feel okay about it. Why do I still feel it is not enough? Hmm. Okay, amazing question. Um, well, first of all, I wanna say, you know, I wanna acknowledge you for the difference that you're making in terms of all of your financial contributions because you know, for a lot of people, that in itself is a, is risky. It's out of their comfort zone, and it's it's just a really big deal. You know, um, that is a that is a huge contribution to make. And I think that you know what I'm hearing from your question is you feel okay about it. To me, that's kind of like you've been donating as an action um, for so long now that it's almost your comfort zone kind of thing. And so it's either, I would say, one of two things are potentially firing for you. So one is potentially, um, you know, you have something bigger that is calling you. And that is the energy that you're experiencing. I was like, hmm, you know, what else could I do though, right? And so maybe it's a, maybe it's a beautiful opportunity to go deeper within yourself and ask yourself, what else could I do? You know, keep contributing in that way because obviously you're making a difference to the organizations that you're supporting. Um, however, what more could you do? Or what is something you yourself could take leadership on and physically go out and make something happen, right? So maybe there's a vocational calling that's speaking to you. Um, or maybe just something that, you know, is that next level for you to uncover in your spiritual practice, in your service, in your practice of service. Or maybe it's, you know, a, a lot of people have beliefs around not being enough 
And so maybe that's just something that's firing for you is you're, you know, maybe it's a not enough thing or a fear of not doing enough. And if that is the case, then, you know, maybe it's time to just acknowledge yourself for all the good you are doing and stop and say, I am enough and I'm making a difference. Right. So that's kind of for you to go, maybe go a little bit deeper within yourself or discuss with your loved ones or, you know, um, people who are like-minded to help you, you know, work through that one. Cause I'd say either go deeper with it and look at how you can take action on top of what you're already contributing, but in a physical way and, and maybe, you know, going to volunteer where you can, um, or organizing a, a clothing drive or food driver, something that speaks to your heart to, about a cause that speaks with you. That's, yeah, that's, that's my answer on that one, Kat. Perfect. So next up from PL, I tend to be of service and outward oriented with people I barely know, but have a hard time maintaining that in my closer entourage. How can I bridge that gap? Okay, the gap, the, the, the gap between strangers and all the people who I'm really close with. <laughs> this is a really great question. And I have heard this question in many ways, um, especially for, from people who are on, on a growth path, right? On a path of self-discovery and of, of making big changes and, you know, uh, 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 becoming the better version, the best version of themselves. So oftentimes what I hear is, you know, why is it easier for me to show up as the, this, you know, newer version of myself with people who don't know me? And why is it that when I, you know, I do all this work on myself and I, and I grow in all these amazing ways and I show up the way I want to show up out in the world. And then I go home for Christmas and I'm back to the old version of me kind of thing. And there's a disconnect, right? And so I think it's looking at um, how, you know, how can you be brave and venture with your family and maybe focus on one small thing that you can shift about yourself when you're with them? Maybe you just share a little bit about what you love about service, or maybe you, um, you know, get more interested in them and ask them more questions or focus on connect. You're a little bit more outward focused with them. However, I know for myself, whenever I have felt a disconnect with my family, what I've realized is most of the time I'm causing it. And it's something that I'm bringing to, to the equation, right? So um, with someone I'm very close to in my family, I used to feel like there was a phony type energy between us. And I thought it was that person. And when I started doing more work on myself with it, I realized that I was actually contributing that phony energy. Like I, I would talk to everybody else. And then when I talked to that one person, I would, I had this different tone to my voice that I realized was weird. And so once I stopped doing that, our entire relationship changed. And so it's just what's a small, small change that you could, you know, bring in that energy that you'd like to, that you're naturally doing with other people. And just, you know, practice just making that one change with your family. And you might be surprised at what else might shift. Great. Next from SL wants to know how to live in service without putting your own priorities on the back burner. Uh, there's another uh, question from MM along the same lines around how do we know how to balance giving and taking care of ourselves? Wow, man, those are, those are life questions. <laughs> those are, those are questions that take an entire life. To, to land the plane on, right? However, such amazing questions. I think, you know, I think the best way um, that I can think of is going back to 
that um, piece that I was talking about, about, you know, living in service and coming from a place of, of wanting to serve. However, also being able to check in with yourself and connect with yourself as to what do I need right now? And how, you know, do I maybe need to, you know, stop and give to myself and nourish myself? Um, because sometimes, you know, we are, we, we really do just need to stop and focus on making little shifts, like, you know, giving, giving to ourselves, making a nice meal, um, calling a friend or, you know, uh, uh, reaching out to someone and, and just letting them know your, your struggles. That one I think is balancing is it, there's really not one answer to that. However, um, a saying that my grandpa taught me is charity begins at home. And that one has a, a whole other, you know, piece to it. However, it's, you got to give to yourself first before you can give to other people. So it's just being able to check in with yourself and see if you maybe have gotten too much. So, and you've, you, you've, you've dropped yourself off your own list, off your own to-do list, the take care of list, which I think is very common, very, very common and very easy to do. Next question from DS. What is your personal practice or discipline for staying present with people and your mission to be of service? Love it. The practice, wow, the practice of being present with people. I mean, that is a, you know, that is a, that is a beautiful, beautiful game to play. How truly present can I be in this moment right now? And, um, you know, what, what I do is if I notice that uh, for whatever reason, while I'm in conversation with someone, if my thoughts have somehow I've been hooked, I got hooked into a you know, thought and then I checked out from the conversation for a few seconds or moments, I acknowledge it. I stop the person, right? So I first catch myself <laughs> and then stop and bring myself back to the person and I acknowledge it. I, I apologize and say, can you, you know, can you please say that last, that just that one last sentence again? Um, you know, I zoned out for a second or, or what have you just kind of being taking responsibility and owning it. Right. And then I really, you know, I really care what you have to say. Could you please re repeat that one piece? And I also look at what's going on within myself that I'm, you know, what am I making more important than this person in front of me? Because some of the most powerful people on the planet and successful people on the planet and memorable people in your life are those that have the capacity to literally, when they talk to you and when they work with you, you there is no other person on the planet that exists. And so what is going on, usually it's, a, it's something, something around a fear of missing out of, oh, what's happening over there? What's, what am I missing over versus being all in, in the conversation with the person that you're in and giving to them, giving all of yourself to that person in with presence, being present. Um, and then how do I, can you just repeat that last part, Kat, in, in the staying on purpose? Just want to make sure I heard it correctly. Yeah, uh, staying on purpose or staying connected to your mission to be of service. Okay. So that one, and that one is also related to FOMO, right? <laughs> this is a very, you know, important concept to understand what's happening when FOMO is firing is, um, you know, I know for myself that the, the more certain and the more clear I have been and become and grounded in my mission, and this is what I'm clear on, I've had actually more opportunities open up to me. And then all of a sudden more people want me to work with this or that, or, oh, we want to talk to you about this project or this new business or this, right? And it's like, I don't want to start 20 new businesses. Right? I'm doing this. And it's very easy to get distracted in, in, into other people's priorities. And so it's that constant reminder of, 
this is the bigger picture. This is what I am committed to. And if what you are wanting me to look at does not serve or align with my, uh, you know, definite main purpose or complement it somehow, if we're not able to work together in alignment, um, then it's a distraction. And just being crystal clear, and it's not personal. And it's also not taking things personal either. Is when you take a stand for something and take a stand for your mission and your purpose on this planet, whatever that is, um, you're you're going to attract haters. You're going to attract people who want to share that, that you know they don't like what you're doing, right? And and the great news is that it's like that 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 you know um, quote of there there have been zero. Okay, I'm going to butcher the quote here. Okay, so work bear with me. There are zero statues of a critic, right? And so at the end of the day, it's like, doesn't matter. It's not personal. It's not personal. Don't take it personal. Just stay committed and focused and keep moving forward. Take another step towards your, your vision and mission. Yeah. Uh, so next up, Joelle is from AL. How, wants to know how to give freely while staying away from selfish intentions. I think that is, so it's, it's basically like everything I've gone and in, gone into in this podcast. However, it asking yourself and, and it's a practice of thinking about what you're thinking about. So how do you, how do you stay away from selfish intentions is looking at, you know, what you want to do. And just literally asking yourself, where are my thoughts going on this? Am I thinking about what's in it for me and how much am I going to get paid? And, you know, how much time is that going to take? And, you know, me, me, just what are my thoughts when I'm, and if I'm noticing that they are, in your words, of more of a selfish nature, okay, which, you know, we want to take the judgment off of it and just maybe reframe it from a place of they're more self-seeking or self serving of a focus, it doesn't necessarily mean that that thing is not good. It's just how can you reframe it and take that piece out and say, okay, well, why do, you know, why would I want to do it? Or what would be great about doing it? Or how can I serve other people? It's like reframing the intention and dropping the part of what's in it for you. And all I know for myself is that every single time in my life that I recommitted and, and remembered, okay, what, why am I doing this? This is, I believe this is purpose-driven. This is service-driven. This is about my contribution to the planet. And I completely detach from me and what I want to get out of it. It's like the world opens up for me. And every time I'm focused and doing something on and I'm focused on what I'm going to get out of it, it's really hard. And it usually doesn't work out very well, or it doesn't click and then just go. So I don't know if that makes sense. However, it's definitely becoming aware of it and then reshifting it and going, oh, I got to let that go because it's not about me. It's not, am I being, so using one of the tools from my, my talk that I would recommend with that is using, am I being inward focused? or outward focused and what's something that I can do about that to get outward focused. I love that. That's a great key to remember. So uh, before you go into takeaways, we do have a number of people listening in who have not yet done our classes. So I was hoping you could just take a couple of minutes to talk about the series, uh, the th core series of classes that we have and uh, the how powerful they are, the experiential nature, what sets them apart, like what, what is it in a nutshell that you can share? Absolutely, Kat, absolutely. Um, well, I loved what you had to say about the basic seminar. So that basically, you know, sums up, that basically sums up the basic seminar. <laughs> no, it definitely sums up the basic seminar. Um, with regards to our trilogy, so we have the base three classes, um, the basic life, the life success course and the leadership seminar, the 
life success course is responsibility training. And it's how we can look at our lives from a place of I am responsible for my results and how empowering that is that I can create anything that I desire. At Psy7, we re-examine our relationship with trust and we learn how to use fear as an ally because fear will always exist. However, we learn through Psy seminars, especially the life success course, how do we reframe fear and our relationship with it such that it fuels us forward? Um, and, you know, we, we, we redefine our relationship with trust and, and trust is a big one, specifically trusting ourselves. Um, and, you know, wealth consciousness is a big one that we play with at the life success course too. Huge, huge. Are, we truly discover, are we in scarcity and how do we shift into abundance? Big one. Okay. So uh, the life success course was pivotal for me. And the leadership seminar is actually very tied to this topic that we're focused on here tonight, which is about legacy, vision, and purpose. And so it is the, the deeper level class, the deepest one. Uh, where you get to really um, focus on your leader, your leadership, how you are as a leader, and the legacy that you that you will stake your life on creating. And um, it is so inspiring. And I am biased. The leadership seminar is my personal favorite. <laughs> so couldn't recommend them more. Absolutely. I mean, we've been around for almost 50 years doing this work. Um, and so it's a brilliant investment in yourself. Oh, for sure. And it all starts at the PSI Basic Seminar. If you haven't been, you can check it out at psibasicseminar.com and find a location and date that works for you. So, Joelle, what are your takeaways for us? What are you going to leave us with? I think the biggest um, takeaways that you know I, that I want to leave everyone with is to focus on serving other people while detaching from what's in it for you. So kind of what we just went over in one of those amazing questions and come from altruism. So remember altruism, looking at how you can take on service as a practice, as a life practice. And as a part of your journey, how you can fold it in. Um, the best tool to shift yourself out of negative thoughts is exactly that question that I just spoke about a moment ago. Is that asking yourself, okay, <laughs> am I being inward focused or outward focused right now? And how can I get outward focused? If I realize, oh, kind of in the inward focus, okay, what do I got to do to shift? What is one action that I can take right now that would be about giving to someone else? And um, another takeaway is to ask yourself, like I started this, this, this uh, webinar, is what ripple effect do I intentionally want to create? What do I want to be known for? When, when I pass away, you know, what do I want people to be talking about at my celebration of life? And lastly, the aspect of find a need and fill it because being outward focused and being of service can be really fun and 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 it can be such a beautiful experience of connection and creativity because there's a lot of fun and a lot of different ways infinite ways to serve in this beautiful thing called life those are my takeaways cat that's wonderful. You had me at fun and creativity. I'm all up for that. So it's I so appreciate it. As long as people, <laughs> this is not another to-do, to-do. I got it to do that. No, this is a being energy. <laughs> we are human beings. <laughs> yes, yes. So thank you so much. I so appreciate you. Uh, jumping into the podcast and teaching about the ripple effect. And I just really want to thank you so much, Joelle, for sharing 
all of your knowledge and wisdom and experience and background. This was really a great topic to have you uh, here for. So thank you. Well, I couldn't be more grateful and I couldn't be more grateful for everyone tuning in tonight and for people taking the time to learn with us together, uh, listening to the podcast and uh, uh, the, the replay. So I'm so honored. Thank you. And yes, thank you to everyone listening in. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed the training and have some new tools to move you forward in the pursuit of your dreams and goals. You definitely don't want to miss next month's training. It's scheduled for Tuesday, March 9th with PSI Director of Training, Kathy Quinlan Perez. We're going to be talking about beyond circumstance. You can register now at psilive.com. And remember to ask your questions when you register. Again, that's psilive.com. If you are getting value from our podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and share it with anyone you think would benefit. Again, for those of you who are new to PSI seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic course, you can go to psibasicseminar.com where you'll find information about the class as well as the upcoming dates and locations that are open for registration. So thank you everyone for being on the training. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen in. Go out and live your best life.